Ever pinch pennies all year for that one family vacation only to feel the budget blues afterwards? If so, I was just like you. After three vacationless years, I stumbled on credit card rewards travel and cracked the code to amazing vacations that I could actually afford. Welcome to Wonderland on Points. In this podcast, you will discover how opening credit cards strategically can save you thousands on travel. We're not just dreamers anymore. We're two adventurous moms turning dreams into reality. Join us as we spill all the points and miles secrets. And contrary to popular belief, you don't have to spend a million dollars to earn a million points. Traveling on credit card points isn't reserved for those with overflowing bank accounts. It's for everyday people like you and me, learning to turn routine expenses into free travel. Consider us your points travel guides. This is Wonderland on Points. Let the adventure begin. Welcome back to Wonderland on Points. We are so excited that you have joined us, and man, have you picked a good episode to listen. Joanna, tell our listeners what we are about to hear because it is exciting. Mary Ellen, it is so exciting, okay? If you ever thought that traveling literally around the world on points and miles was not an option, you were wrong because not only is it an option, but as you are going to hear, it is so cheap. I don't even understand. We just finished this episode, and I think I'm going to be, like, wired all night and not be able to sleep because I'm so excited by everything we just learned. But also, I do need to go get an American Express card so I can, you know, do this. I was just going to say, this this episode goes out to all the Amex Gold, Amex Platinum lovers out there who have been stockpiling their Amex points and just waiting to think of some fun way to use them. This episode is for you. This is where Amex shines. If you've been like me with the Rakuten points in the shopping portal, earning points, but not really sure what you want to do with them, today is the day. Today is your day. 100%. 100%. And if you do not have an Amex, you do not want to miss this episode. It is wild. The story that we heard in particular about a gorilla, you're not going to want to miss it. Okay? This is a fascinating story. We talked to Devin from Point Sisters, and she told us all about her most recent around-the-world trip, how you can do an around-the-world trip. It is such a good episode, so I think we should just get straight into it. Let's do it. So everybody, today we have an interview with Devin from Point Sisters. She is one half of a dynamic duo who are experts in this amazing thing called the Around the World Trip with ANA Airlines, and she is going to tell us all about it. So first, Devin, you just say hello. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you and your sister came to decide to do this account together. Hi. Well, thank you both so much for having me. Um, A little bit about myself. You sort of mentioned it. Um, I'm one half of the Point Sisters. So my sister and I, we started Point Sisters during the pandemic. And it's because we've been using points and miles pretty much our entire lives. Um, Literally, my AA account is from the year I was born um, and multiple of my other accounts. Yeah. Um, So it's just because our grandfather was actually a pilot for AA. So my mom knew a lot about points and miles um, and started us very early on in this. And it used to be, you know, we actually grew up abroad, so we didn't grow up in the United States. And um, we had to find ways to be able to get home to visit our grandparents and sort of feel like we were Americans. Um, (laughs) So we started learning how to use points and miles. My dad traveled a lot for work. So he actually accrued them naturally just from, you know, flying. Um, But I knew I never really wanted that to be my life. I don't really like traveling for work. I like traveling for for fun. So I needed to figure out a way to be able to still accrue boatloads of points and miles, um, but not have to do all the traveling to make that happen. So that's sort of, you know, how we got started in the credit card world um, and then decided to make Point Sisters because we really liked it. 
That is incredible. And it is not like any story that we've ever gotten from any of our (laughs) guests. Everybody always is like, I had no idea it existed. I like fell into it randomly. I learned about it when I was almost 30. Like I have never heard anybody whose parents set them up. And I think that is the coolest thing. I wish my daughter was not 12 and that I had started her on points when she was a baby. (laughs) She does have her own rapid rewards number though. Okay. There you go. She's already winning. You got (laughs) to start somewhere. (laughs) Absolutely. That is so amazing. So I would love to know when you first realized that you could literally go around the world. Like when did this first get on your radar? So I think I learned about it maybe five or six years ago. I, I, I should probably preface this with I am the type of person that I get addicted to things very quickly. Like if I learn something new, I will be on it, figuring it out for the next three years until I'm an expert at it. And then I can teach you how to do it. Um, But if I have no interest in something, I will never learn it. (laughs) Um, I have never heard anything more relatable in my entire life. That is so me. This is the personality trait of like all travel hackers, I think. It's so true. So basically, I learned about it. I was obsessed with the idea. And I was like, I'm going to make this happen for me. I had no intentions to make it happen for anyone else. I was just worried about (laughs) me at the time. Um, And it sort of turned out that um, my husband was in the military. It was very difficult to make it happen. Um, We actually got married three years ago. We weren't able to have our honeymoon because it was just, it was too much to try to figure it out. So now he's finally out. Um, and I was finally able to go on my own, but I've booked, I think my sister and I counted in 2023, we booked, I think it came out to like nine between 19 and 21 around the worlds for other people. Wow. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. You are truly experts at this. Yes. Um, the amount of times I have called ANA, my sister makes jokes at this point that I call ANA for fun. Um, <laughs> because she'll come into my room and she's like, why she knows the ANA music as well. And she's like, mm. why are you on hold with ANA again? I'm like, oh, I just had a question I needed to ask and I wanted to make sure I was getting it right. And she's like, you're ridiculous. Like, and the, the whole times with ANAs can be up to two hours. So it's, <gasps> it's a love, like it's, yeah, it's bad. That now for our listeners, for our listeners who aren't as familiar with ANA, go ahead and tell them real quick what ANA is. It stands for and all of that. Sure. So ANA stands for Alnapon Airways. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Um, But it's an airline out of Japan. And basically the only transfer partner right now as of recording of this is American Express. So unless you have American Express points or you strategically fly Star Alliance and you send all your points to ANA, it's really the only two ways to accrue lots of ANA points. Okay. So now we know what ANA is. What exactly is their around the world trip? What does that mean around the world? Is it around the world in one one swift flight? No. So tell us what does that really mean? Yeah, so it's it's basically like one of the most coveted, actually probably the most coveted award space um, opportunities in the points and miles space. And I will preface this with, it is very advanced. It's not like, mm. oh, I'm just going to log on and book it real quick. No, no. Um, when I first started out, these took me, you know, anywhere between 15 and 20 hours to piece together. Um, and that could have been like a more simple, that at that point was a simple one. Um, but then there are more complex ones. So the way it works is, you pay a certain amount of points based on the actual miles that you fly. And ANA has a chart um, that tells you, okay, if you fly 22,000 miles around the world, um, so that could be, let's, I'm just going to give a random itinerary from JFK to Frankfurt, Frankfurt to Singapore, Singapore to Bali, Bali to Japan, Japan to LAX, Los Angeles, California, then that is going to be 125,000 points for all of those flights in business class. That's it. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And How? then you can add you can add more flights. Like for example, mine was 145,000 points per person. Um, but we had I, I think seven business class flights around the world. Um we went to three different countries in Africa, four different countries in Asia, um, all in business class. So to explain to maybe people who are listening who have no idea like that this is amazing redemption, just to put it into yes. perspective, if I were to piece that apart and not do it on and around the world ticket, that right there, just the one example I gave from JFK, Frankfurt, to Singapore, to Bali, to Japan, to LAX, if I had to guess, if you bought each flight individually, you're probably going to be out anywhere between 400 to 600,000 points. Um, yeah, easily. If you did a good job. Yeah, easily. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so, incredible. And- Exactly. So that's why like 125,000 points, it's ridiculous. I actually did the calculations of how many points I paid per flight on my around the world. Um, And of course, all things are not equal. Some flights like Bali to Singapore is not the same cost of a flight from Bali to LAX. But each one of my flights was 18,000 points. Wow. Oh my In gosh. business you, class. You can't. We just, we just recorded an episode about going to Paris and like we're excited about a 20,000 point economy flight to Paris. Like yeah. that is insane. How <laughs> long does it take? Is there a time limit? Can you make it as slow or as fast as you want? I don't know why you'd ever want that to be fast. That seems like it would be crazy. But like, what is the least amount of time people take to do this? And is there a max amount of time? Yes, great question. So the least is 10 days. So pretty much anyone can get 10 days off of work. Um, Mm -hmm. I will tell you, you're probably not going to that many places. um, But that's okay. Um, And the maximum amount of time is one year. Oh, wow. wow. You could literally, year. oh my gosh. I'm sorry. My mind can't <laughs> even handle how crazy this is. Are there a max number of cities you can hit? Uh, or actually, same as my earlier question, a minimum number of cities? Like, I feel like there must be a lot of rules. There are lots of rules. Um, <laughs> lots and lots of rules, uh, which I pretty much have memorized, but it's, Your minimum amount of cities is two. And the reason for that is, and I hope I can explain this well, like without a graph behind me, because usually when I'm explaining it, I have a pretty thing that explains it all. You have to go from to region one, region two, and region three. The caveat is that you're going to start and end in region one, which is the Americas. So think of all of the Americas, North, Central, South, that's region one. Then it's basically cutting up the world into three pieces. So you have region one. Region two is going to be Europe and Africa for the most part. And then region three is going to be Asia, Oceania, and Russia, and those parts of Russia. But anyway, um, so that is how you have to go. So your minimum stops has to be from region one. So let's say you live in New York to Frankfurt, that's region two, then mm. you can spend however many ta- however much time you want, but at least 24 hours there. Um, and then you have to fly to region three. And then from region three, you have to go back to region one. Gotcha. So you can jump around within regions, but once you go to the next region, there's no going backwards. Correct. You can't backtrack that way. And even within regions, there's minimal backtracking. Mm. So, you know, if you're in India and then you go to Japan and then you want to come back to India, you might get an ANA representative who will allow that, but you probably won't get that like allowed. (laughs) Um, And then because I didn't uh, mention the maximum amount. So the Mm. maximum is 12. Okay. Oh, that sounds lovely. So how many did you do on your most recent? Seven. What what, yeah. what do you think the sweet spot is in terms of days and cities? So I would say in my personal opinion, um, you're the expert. Three weeks is the minimum that I would do this for. Um, 
unless you're only doing from region one to region two, one stop, region two to region three, one stop, and back home. Then okay. I guess it could be shorter. That's fine. Um, but I think one of the biggest things we have, especially when we're working with clients on this, is that they get very excited, which I understand. It's very, very exciting. But then they'll tell me they have two day or two weeks and they want to go to 10 places. That's yeah. you're gonna be so tired. Like yeah. so, so, so tired. So usually a lot of what I have to do is managing expectations of what is one, like actually possible. And then two, it, you don't want to hate your life. This is supposed no. to be fun. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I would yeah. say minimum is three weeks, maximum, I mean, a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wish I had a year to just take off and travel. My job me does too. not travel with me. That is just <laughs> not one thing that I can do. Within regions, can you go to any city you want or are there certain specific highlighted – I mean, obviously any city with a major airport or mm – -hmm. Are you are is there like a list like here's 10 cities that you can pick from in this region or whatever? No, so you can go anywhere that Star Alliance flies. So with ANA, ANA is part of Star Alliance, which is if you don't know what your alliances are, um, just for anyone listening, it's partnerships within airlines. So one one common misconception I actually get about ANA around the world is that you have to fly ANA, um, that you're actually mm -hmm. going to be on an ANA operated flight around the world. That's not how this works. You're going to be on their partners. So you right. might be on Ethiopian. You might be on United. You might be on Swiss. I mean, Star Alliance is the biggest alliance, so there's right. a lot of them. And so with that being said, wherever they fly, which is pretty much the world, you can go there. Um, I'll say like even on my around the world, I went what my first stop was Zanzibar. So a very Ooh. small, small airport. And I was able to get there in business class. That is that, so amazing. That brings us to a really exciting question. You are telling us so much about how to do this, mm -hmm. but we want to hear also about your honeymoon trip, which yes, was the do. most recent one. So I want to know what were your destinations? So you told us the first one. Where else did you guys go? Sure. So we did um, Zanzibar. Then we made our, our way to mainland Tanzania um, to do the Serengeti uh, for safari. Wow. Then we went to Kenya also for safari. Um, then we went to Uganda for gorilla trekking. Um, one of the <gasps> scariest moments of my life, but also amazing. <laughs> um, and then um, from Uganda, we went to Singapore, Malaysia, Bali, Taiwan. Oh, oh, my, oh my gosh. Yeah. How long did you take to do that? Uh, it was a little over six and a half weeks. Wow. Were you stockpiling PTO for like a million years for this? <laughs> yes. I also, um, I had to um, cancel our around the world two separate times prior to this oh. because of the military. Um, yeah. So I, my boss knew for a very long time, like she was aware two years before I actually left that I was leaving. So no That's one thought I was nice. going to come back though. I came back. <laughs> Um, last, last week, I think. Um, and oh, wow. everyone was like, we're shocked you're here. <laughs> they were like, she's just going to go be a traveling influencer now. And that's it. Exactly. <laughs> Not surprising to think that. I feel like that's a very normal thought to have. Who can just go around the world and then just come back to living normal life? I know. Um, I think <laughs> we need more details about this gorilla trekking. Yeah. Please oh. tell us about that. We cannot wait for you to hear the rest of today's episode. But before we dive back in, we want to invite you to connect with us on Instagram. If you're enjoying the insights and travel tips we share here on the podcast, here's how you can stay even more connected with us. First of all, follow us on our personal Instagram accounts for a glimpse into our daily lives and additional travel adventures. You can find Mary Ellen over at Family Travel for the Win with the number four, and you can find me, Joe, at Points to Wonderland. Give us a follow and reach out to say hello and let us know if you found us from the podcast. And of course, for all things podcast related, head over to our dedicated Instagram page 
at Wonderland on Points podcast to stay updated on upcoming episodes, behind the scenes moments, and maybe even some exclusive content. Plus, if you're a visual learner, check out our YouTube channel with the same name. We plan on launching full video episodes in the near future, and we would love for you all to join us over there. Your support on these platforms means the absolute world to us, and it's a fantastic way to be part of the growing Wonderland on Points community. So grab your phone, hit that follow button, and let's learn how to travel on points together. And now, back to the show. Okay, so I will preface this with I was the most excited about Uganda and gorilla trekking. Like, I think if you asked me prior to leaving, that's what I would have said what I was so excited for. And I don't want this to seem like I'm not so grateful for the experience and that I didn't love it. It was just a lot rougher than I expected it to be. Um, So to see the gorillas, they're in the wild. Like these are wild gorillas. They they live their lives normally um, and they move a lot. So gorillas will walk miles and miles a day. And Mm -hmm. in Uganda, because you can do gorilla trekking in three different countries, but in Uganda, you pay for a permit to see one family for one hour. And they Mm. have, I think it's eight different families um, in Uganda. And it's really intense. And they really do try to take care of the gorillas, which I am very appreciative of. And sustainability is very important. So the way it works is it's in the what's called the impenetrable forest. And it is called that for a reason. Oh, no. Um, it is very aggressive climbing um, conditions. <laughs> um, so it, it was also rainy season. So everything was muddy. I mean, we were sl- – mm. actually, everyone else was fine. Only I was slipping and sliding <laughs> everywhere. I don't know. Maybe oh, I'm no. the problem. It's me. <laughs> but <laughs> um, anyway, we were going down the steepest hill of my life. And you – you might get lucky and you see them within an hour or it might take you eight hours. It's really like, you don't know. And then you have like the biggest ants of your life, like crawling on you and they sting and they're aggressive. And then there are thorns everywhere. I mean, the amount of thorns that were in my hand, um, because I eventually had to crab crawl down. Um, cause it was just so steep. I, I was like, I'm going to, hit my face or something. So I'd rather just crab crawl. Um, so anyway, we were part of the luckier group and it only took us about an hour and a half downhill. Um, then when we got there, my legs were shaking so badly that I like couldn't stand. Um, and we were still on a hill. Um, so I moved to the side just to like try and get out of everyone's way. And we were in pretty high grass and (sighs) It oh, no. makes sense now that oh, no. I know, but there was a baby gorilla right next <gasps> to me. I mean, like, like I could have touched it if I wanted <gasps> to. Okay, um, I thought this and- was going to be snake related, so I'm kind of glad it's not, but I'm assuming there's a very angry adult about to <sighs> enter this story. You are correct. <laughs> and so the silverback, the dad, the gorilla, <gasps> he was pretty far from me. I mean, I would say at least. 100 meters away from me, maybe more. And he gets up calmly and you think nothing's wrong. And all I hear is you need to move. And but they didn't say who needed to move. And I, you know, I'm just looking around, not understanding what's happening. And this gorilla charges me. Oh, my God. (gasps) And I think this is the end for me. (laughs) This is wild, Devin. (laughs) I know. I it was probably the most scared I've ever been in my life. Um, yeah. Because I don't get near wild animals. Like I'm very respectful of them. I don't even go to zoos. Like I don't I don't want to be around it. So yeah. Anyway, I'm petrified. I turn around and do what you're not supposed to do and run. Um, because I'm scared. <laughs> and my husband stops me. Like I basically end up running into his arms like on accident. Mind you, as my legs are like jello. Oh my um, gosh. And now it's pure adrenaline that is just like keeping me going. And the gorilla stops and he just like eyeballs me for like a minute. Um, and it, everyone is like silent. Like we're just trying to to be calm. Um, so yeah, that was that was 
you know, the scariest moment of my life, but it was also amazing. I mean, <laughs> um, at the same time. What a story. Also, did you actually yeah. see the baby? I finally saw it after. Like, even when he charged me, I had no idea why he was charging me. Oh, my um, gosh. And then the gorilla, like, he picked up his baby and, like, threw him. <laughs> and that's when I saw him. And I was like, oh, well, no wonder. Like, now I understand why you were so upset with me. So, yeah. Why was the baby all alone in the grass? That is Agreed. so <laughs> – I mean – I cannot. I have never heard a story like that in my entire life. That is not an experience you will ever be able to replicate. That is one for the grandchildren. So I I can exactly. only imagine how traumatizing that was. I would have cried for days after that for like a multitude of reasons. Oh, yeah. I would have been scared. And I also would have been upset that they were that the gorillas were mad at me and thought I was trying to invade their space. Like that would have right? been so was, like, the worst part. <laughs> Yeah, I would have been so sensitive about that. I don't like to be misunderstood. I'm like, I'm here for you. Exactly. Oh my god. So, so yeah, well, it was it was pretty wild, but it was amazing. So that that's the gorilla trekking story. But everyone should do it. It's a fantastic <laughs> experience. <laughs> Go do it. Five out of five stars. Highly recommend. <laughs> you might get charged by a gorilla. I mean, well, we're very glad that you are here safely with us. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> I would like to hear also on the continent of Africa, you went on two different safaris. Mm-hmm. And we, I love safaris. So tell me, I have been on safari in Kenya, so I can imagine that. But tell our listeners a little bit about the maybe the difference between the two safaris if they are considering going going on safari, which one did you like better? And in these um, African locations, did you travel hack any of the hotels that you stayed at? Yeah. So I'll answer the first question first. And then when I forget the second question, remind me. Yes. Um, (laughs) So when it comes to the two different ones we did, we did um, the Serengeti Nagarongo Crater, um, heaven on earth. Like I've never seen something so beautiful in my life. Um, And I feel like I don't say that lightly because I have been to over 70 countries. I've had some pretty incredible experiences in my life. Mm -hmm. And it was something that I, I literally cannot describe. I cannot put into words. A picture does not do it justice. Like if you don't see it, you won't understand. Oh man! Um, And it was just, yeah, breathtakingly beautiful. Um, and then it, we were there in rainy season. So I should also like super preface that because everything was green, which I was mm. not expecting. I was expecting it to be very dry. Yeah. Um, I've been on safari before and it, that's just sort of what I knew to expect. And this was such a pleasant surprise. And I will say Tanzania was my favorite place out of everywhere we've been. Wow. Um, it could also be that our driver was absolutely fantastic. Like I still talk to him on WhatsApp Aww. today. Like he's Do you just, really? Yeah, he's so amazing. He shares like stories about his children with us. Like it's just he was such a vital part of this, I think. Yeah. Whereas in Kenya, we saw some amazing things. We really got to experience some really cool things. But our driver was just not as great. Mm. Um, And actually, our driver got mad at us for some random reason. um, And was very aggressive (laughs) at the beginning. So it's like, I think with safaris, your driver will make or break your experience. So it's really important to make sure you're going with someone that you trust or like you've heard really good things about it because – even when I was searching online for my safaris, it it's so hard to pick. There's so yeah. many of them. There's a million different people out there um, who will do safaris. So do you want to shout out was, his name in case people are trying to book this and like want to find sure. this specific driver? Yeah. His name is Lucky. Um, his company is called Lion Guide Safari. He's on um, Instagram and he has his own website. Um, he's amazing. Like, I mean, I, awesome. I really, I don't say that lightly. He is amazing um, and was just absolutely fantastic. 
Um, we actually ended up going on a hot air balloon ride because he like, not that he convinced us, but I was asking him questions and he was able to get us a really great deal for it. Um, That's awesome. It was just so great. Like, I feel like he's part of my family and I was only with him like five <laughs> days. <laughs> um, That's when it comes to hotels, we did not pay for a hotel um, for six and a half weeks. Minus, wow. there's a caveat here. <laughs> Minus the 12 days that we were on safari. We did pay for our safari out of pocket. Um, There is a way to pay with points. Uh, There are two ways, actually. In Kenya, um, there is a JW Marriott that you can book on points and miles. Um, The days we were going, (laughs) there was... There was no way for availability because we were actually in Kenya um, for New Year's this year. Okay. Um. And then the other way is to use points like on a bank portal and and just pay like you would with cash, which yeah, sure. we don't usually do. It's not a bad option if you can't afford it. But for our wedding, we literally only asked for cash and it was for this trip. Yeah. So that's how we were able to save up for that particular <laughs> excursion <laughs> because it was very expensive. Yes, I have heard I that bet. for sure. I love the idea of the honey fund for the wedding. I am doing the same thing this fall. We're not as you should. We don't need any <laughs> things. Just you know, honeymoon funds sound amazing. Not everything exactly. is free, and we like to remind people of that. Although I am very, very impressed to hear that that much of your stays were free. Like that. That's insane. Yeah, I think it was something I really want. I like gave myself the goal of making that happen. Um, But I also wasn't going to be silly with spending my points because, (laughs) well, yeah, you can continue opening credit cards and such. And I do. I mean, I'm always working on a minimum spend. Um, I also don't want to throw points away. Mm. So it was, you know, very strategic. Uh, At first, we were only going to stay at Hyatt's. And then I realized, you know, we had random Marriott points that we hadn't spent from a long, long time ago and all this stuff. So I was like, you know what? We're going to do a a mix of all the different places. And yeah, we we didn't spend money on one hotel. That um, is amazing. You must have had quite the stockpile of points going into this. I did. Um, <laughs> I will say I paid for like my husband and I, we opened up credit cards for our wedding to pay mm-hmm. for our wedding. Um, so literally, I actually still think I have points left over from our wedding spend. That Mm -hmm. is awesome. Do you have a favorite hotel that you stayed at during this trip? And, um, if it's not the same, do you have a favorite redemption? Like one that you just felt was a great value? (laughs) Many, but, uh, probably my favorite hotel. Oh, I know my favorite hotel. It's also my favorite redemption, but I'll give you another one um, for that. So in Bali, we were in Bali for two weeks and um, my husband and I are always considering moving pretty much anywhere. (laughs) Um, So part of being in Bali was to see like, okay, is this somewhere we where we could see ourselves for like six months a year, three months a year, whatever. Um, So we went around the island for the most part um, in those two weeks so that we could try different pockets and where we wanted to be. And up in North Bali, there is a small luxury hotel resort that was part of Hyatt and is no longer as of like yesterday, but whatever, (laughs) Um, that we were able to book um, for free because it was a category four and I had two free category um, four night certs. That's awesome. So we stayed there for two nights. And then I ended up booking a third night for 12,000 points. And I think the most important thing about this is not only was it an all-inclusive resort, but it also gave a, us a 50-minute massage per person every single day. I saw you post about this, and I was like, oh. I was searching, immediately searching up this hotel, was, like, which one is this? Which hotel? 12,000 points for your additional night. For an all-inclusive with included massages, 
Like I yeah. kind of always mm-hmm. imagined that Bali would be like crazy expensive, but this is the like third time that I've heard people say Bali is actually really affordable. It's the most expensive Indonesian like island, mm-hmm. but it's so affordable if you make the American dollar. Yeah. Um, because they quote everything in Australian dollars for the most part. Um, and our dollar is stronger than the Australian dollar right now. So anytime they would say like, oh, it's $7, I knew for me that was like four or five dollars. Yeah. Um, but we would get a massage every day regardless. Um, because it was seven dollars an hour. Oh my gosh. What? Yeah. Joe, we're going, we're going to Bali. <laughs> we need to take a work trip for the podcast. <laughs> we I gotta we're gonna do you the research. Do exactly. <laughs> you gotta content. do the research. Everything's content. <laughs> so aside from the baby gorilla incident, oh yes. what on your trip maybe went wrong in a smaller way, in a, in a less life-threatening way, you know, that we could learn from? Yeah. So I would say I, I've sort of already given it, but I'm going to call myself out for it. I too maybe got a little excited with all the places we could go. And I made actually a couple mistakes on on my actual around the world, like where we were going. So for example, when I booked it in my head, we had four days minimum per place. But in reality, <laughs> um, once I like realized time zones and stuff uh-huh. like that, um, and just how like if we were tired and we didn't want to do something that day, um, some like Malaysia, I would have stayed actually quite a bit longer to actually explore more than just Kuala Lumpur because mm-hmm. I had already been to Kuala Lumpur. And um, I ended up noticing I only gave us two full days there. Um, which I would have extended had I like really been thinking it through. But when you're, when you're doing these redemptions, I should mention, like it's quick, like it's not, Oh, let me sit here and think if this is really what I want to do. No, it's like you found a flight path that works. You're just going to book it. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, like those are some of the things I would have changed. I would have given us more days in, um, Kuala, uh, not in Kuala Lumpur, in Malaysia, I would have, um, I, I thought that we wouldn't want to spend two weeks in Bali. So I got us a flight like from Singapore to Bali, but then from Jakarta to Taiwan. And we ended up not wanting to go anywhere else. Like we just wanted to explore there. So I had to buy us a flight from Bali to Jakarta just so that we could get to Jakarta for our next flight. Wow. And the problem with like, if we're looking at the cons of the A&A around the world is that once you book your ticket, you pretty much can't change it. Yeah. Um, okay. There are a few like have like asterisks there where you can change the date. You can change like if there's a flight at 11 a.m. and then there's a flight at, you know, 12 p.m., you could change that. Mm. But it's very difficult and really not worth your time. So once it's booked, you're going wherever you're going. Yeah. Yeah. So those are probably the mistakes that I made. That makes a lot of sense. It's a lot of moving pieces. I was wondering if since you're flying all these different Star Alliance brands, is there a business class out of all of those that you feel like stands out above the other business classes? I will say we only flew Ethiopian business. Mm. EVA and Singapore okay. multiple times, but that's what we flew. They all were fantastic. Like all of them were so great. Like I hear a lot of crap being like thrown at Ethiopian. I thought it was great. But at the end of the day, I'm very simple. As long as there's a bed, I'm happy. Like I don't really need much. I don't care if you're serving me caviar. I don't like caviar. Ew. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, like even champagne, people love like boasting about the champagne and I get it. Like some have Dom Perignon and whatever. I hate champagne. So that doesn't, you know, that doesn't matter to me. But I will say <laughs> of the three that I, that we flew, I mean, Singapore and EVA were amazing. I do like, hear that about amazing. Singapore a lot. 
That's yeah. like my wheels are just turning about this because I feel like when when you think about an around the world trip, you you think about stopping like a gazillion places and you think, wow, that would really, really add up. But even if you really, truly just wanted to do like the three region thing and make it a shorter trip where you're staying a long time in three places, it's still so much cheaper than just going one place in Europe and coming back. It is great. It is great for like if you're a slow traveler. So maybe for those who don't know what that is, it's like you're going to a place, you're staying there for a month and you're like you get an Airbnb and you travel throughout. Mm. Um, It's great for that. It's also like if you do the two stop thing, you could easily do that in two weeks, spend a week in each place and go home, you know? So there's a lot of things. Like someone asked me earlier, um, I did like an ask me anything and they were like, if you had a million chase American Express um, city or capital one points, like, and you had to pick, who would you pick? For me, it's American Express, hands down, because not only do you have the A around the world that you can do, but you also have the Aeromexico around the world that you can do. Ooh. And it's just... I would never give up around the world over staying at a Hyatt. Yeah. Because honestly, put me in a cot in the basement. I don't really care. <laughs> like, that's just not the things I care about. So, you know, you have to decide what matters to you. For me, it's business class. I, I'm a relatively tall female. Like, I'm 5'8". I'm not like 6' something. But I get uncomfortable. I have a bad back. I tell everyone I that I'm old. I don't know if you can see <laughs> how I'm shifting around during this podcast. My back is killing me. And I'm also 5'8". And my knees on an airplane in economy. Let me tell you, I'm like over there, like straightening my legs and trying not to kick people out into the me aisle. Too. Man. And it's so funny because my husband's like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and he'll be fine and not move at all in economy. And I'm like, I, I can't do this. Like, what's happening? How? So, uh, um, my yeah. legs are way too long. <laughs> yeah. That is exactly. Okay, well, so this is what I'm envisioning. I know that people just going to Europe, people's bags get lost. It's a disaster. Wow. Did you? How did you pack to go all these different places? Did you check bags and leave it to chance that they would get lost? Or did you do it all in carry-on? All in carry-on. Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. That is impressive. But I also feel like you have to, right? I mean, you cannot leave that many different journeys up to chance. Yeah. So I will say, like, the only time I've checked a bag in the past, uh, I don't know, probably 10, 15 years is when my husband and I went to Finland for the Arctic Circle. And it's only because we needed, like, huge jackets and such to keep ourselves warm. But, um, yeah, carry-on is just better. I even hate, like, sometimes I try never to have to actually check in. Um, with an agent because they'll look yep. at my bag and they want to weigh it and I don't want them mm-hmm. to weigh it. Like, don't, I can handle my bag. No one else has to touch my bag. I will put it up in the, you know, bin holder, whatever. Um, so yeah, it, it's pretty crazy, but I will not check a bag because I've just seen horror stories of people going to Europe for a week and they get their bag on day six. That's just how I am. And we use the away, like this is the first time we tried an away bag. We got the bigger carry on flex or whatever it's called. So it's 20% bigger because you have an expandable section, Mm -hmm. but we didn't even expand it. Wow. I mean, I'm the carry on queen. I never, ever, ever, ever check bags. But I have never been on a trip even close to that long. I literally just went for a, like seven, I guess six days. I did a, all in a carry-on. And I had to sit on it with my full body weight <laughs> to get it to close for six days. So, what, yeah. I mean, are you just like a master packer? Are you finding you laundry? Roll. Do you roll? Are you a roller? Vacuum, vacuum seal, roll. <laughs> no, no vacuums, no vacuums. But yes, I am a roller. Mm. Um, like my, literally, I can get a dress to be like this big, and I know people can't see what I'm showing right now, but <laughs> very, very small. Um, 
Yeah, I just roll. And then everyone's like, how do you get the wrinkles out? I'm like, what I'm are you talking about? Like, that's not the worst thing to worry about. Like, there's wrinkle release spray. And then I put it in the shower when I take it. And the steam will literally just, you know, oh, get man. it out. I just, and if I'm a little wrinkly, I'm a little wrinkly. I wear all the wrinkled things. I have never tried to take wrinkles out of anything in my entire life. And I'm not about to start now. <laughs> and you shouldn't. And there are like certain fabrics that don't wrinkle. Yeah. So I do – I pack like almost all dresses, um, like almost all dresses. Uh, but obviously for this far, I had to have pants and mm-hmm. shirts and stuff like that. But just roll them up, put them in there, and let's go. And then do laundry. Like on this trip, we probably did laundry, I don't know, six, probably six or seven times um, where we just really like our laundry done by someone else, not me having to fold them. Love that. Um, yeah, me too. So, so yeah, we just did laundry a lot. And I, it was so funny because on Instagram I would post like laundry day, you know, and the question I got all the time, and this isn't me making fun of anyone, but they're like, how did you find like a laundry like place? I'm like, the way you would find a restaurant, like just look it up in Google or, (laughs) or like walk outside and, there it is, you know, like in Bali, you couldn't go three steps without finding a laundry um, person. And they're the best. I swear when they do laundry, it smells so good. <laughs> and they like iron it. Oh I haven't gosh. Like, seen, I don't even know where my iron is or if I have one, you know, <laughs> so my clothes really appreciate when they get to go to the laundromat. That is so <laughs> funny. And I bet it was more affordable than it would be to go to a laundromat here. Would be my guess anyways. Oh, yeah. In Bali, I mean, we would do like 10 to 15 kilos of clothing. Um, and it was, I think, 7 to $10 oh each my time. gosh. That's amazing. And that was for them to wash them, dry them, fold them, and and deliver them back to me at my hotel. That is amazing. <laughs> I'm moving. Yeah. Someone do all of my know, laundry. Right? I don't know who I'm talking. It's settled. <laughs> exactly. So, Devin, thank you so much for telling us about this trip. It has been such a joy to hear, and I know it's going to blow some minds out there that this is even a possibility. And you, you're just a wealth of knowledge. Do you guys tell us a little bit about you and your sister? I heard you say that you book these trips for people. So tell us a little bit about how someone could do that if they were interested in booking. Sure. So if someone wanted to book with us, they just have to message us on Instagram at Point Sisters is our handle. Um, And basically, we'll set up a call with them to, one, explain all the rules with the around the world, um, what we think is possible, what we don't. Um, and then obviously, you know, what our, our cost is, which it is $500 per person. It is a more expensive ticket, but I do promise you we're saving you anywhere between 20 and 30, maybe 40 hours of your time. Oh, um, I would guess it's more than that for a novice <laughs> to try oh, yeah. to figure it out. For a novice, it would be way more than that. But, um, so yeah, it's that's how we would start up the conversation. And then from there, it's it's really just letting us go do our thing. We'll send you an itinerary. You tell us if you like it. And then we're going to call A&A and book. Wow. Is it possible for families and bigger groups to do this? Or is it really challenging to do that? And it's just easier if it's maybe just two people. Yeah. So the more people you add, the harder it gets. Um, so I would say if you want business class, two people is your maximum. Um, if you're okay with economy, then, you know, you could have three, four, five, you know, something like that. So it's, um, I will say the only other way around that caveat is that if you're willing to split up your group. So if you have a family of four and maybe you have like teenagers who are okay flying on their own or the mom and dad can split up and go with one child each on an airplane, then you could potentially make it happen. Okay. But you would also be flying most likely on different days, different hours. It's it's just much more difficult. Yeah. What was the price difference? Tell us one more time. So it was 125,000 points, but that includes business class. If it's more economy, what was the price? Yeah. So it totally depends on um, the amount of miles you actually fly. Um, So the cheapest business class option is 105,000 points. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, 
But for that, you're basically getting like two flights. I mean, like three flights, pretty much. Right, right. Going Um, to each zone. Exactly. And then it goes up from there. The cheapest you can do it in um, economy is 65,000. Um, and it goes up to 200,000. But if you're doing 200,000, I mean, you're going 50,000 miles around the world. Wow. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and telling us all about this. I feel like we probably have a whole bunch of listeners right now who are just like starry eyed with this idea of going around the world. It's so exciting. Um, Before we wrap up, do you have an account that you think is fun to follow that you would like to shout out? We like to ask people to to shout out one of their favorites. I was going to say Ryan, but Ryan said us, didn't he? <laughs> I yes, guess he, he did. did. You guys can uh, say each other. That's very cute. Okay. <laughs> um, but now I don't know his uh, his handle. It's points. profits and points. Yeah, I always say it backwards. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, Ashley with Ashley Gets Around. Um, she's not exactly points and miles all the time, but um, the, some of the deals she finds is just outrageous and amazing. It is. Yeah. Her newsletter is incredible. So, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. We will definitely tag both of them in the show notes, even though Ryan is a friend of the pod. I've never gotten to say that before, and I'm pretty excited about it. (laughs) I love that. Yes, it's really fun. Well, is there anything else that you feel that we missed before we wrap up? Any like last minute thoughts you want to leave people with? I think my final thoughts about it is just if it's something that you're at least interested in, reach out, ask us questions, see if it's, you know, plausible for you and your situation. Um, Because we all have very different situations in life. Um, And Mm. it might make sense for some people and it might not make sense for others. Um, But, you know, we're always happy to help. We try to be, you know, as approachable as possible. So, you know, let us know. We're happy to answer questions. And I honestly think anyone should be able to do this if it's something they want to do. Absolutely. Tell everybody where they can find you. Sure. So we're mainly on Instagram. We're at Point Sisters. We're also on TikTok, but I'm horrible at it um, because I forget to post. (laughs) Um, But at Point Sisters there as well. And last but not least, we have our website where you can find a lot of freebies. Um, It's pointsisters.com. Amazing. Yay. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys so much for letting me share. Very excited um, to have met you both. If you enjoyed this show today, please consider writing us a review or clicking five stars wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please subscribe and follow along so that you never miss an episode. You can follow the podcast on Instagram or YouTube at Wonderland on Points Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Family Travel for the Win with the number four. And you can find me on Instagram at Points to Wonderland. If you're thinking about getting a new Travel Rewards credit card, consider using the links in our show notes. Using our links helps to support us and keep our podcast going so we can provide you with all the latest tips and tricks when it comes to traveling on points. And if you aren't sure which card is right for you, shoot us an email at wonderlandonpoints at gmail.com and we would be happy to walk you through a free card consultation. That's also a great place to send us all of your comments and questions. Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you here next time.